Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, the daily dive into all things Nintendo and friendship. Tonight, I am going to be reviewing with my pal, Micah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shell Shock DLC for the Nintendo Switch. Micah, are you ready? Yep. Hello, Nintendo Pals, and welcome to another episode of Nintendo Pals Podcast, and uh, I, I don't want to dilly-dally too much here, because, you know, these episodes have gotten shorter and snappier, but you know what hasn't gotten shorter and snappier? Our appreciation to everybody out there leaving us five-star reviews on their podcast listening apps of choice, and for all of you fantastic folks watching on YouTube, your subscriptions. We appreciate you subscribing, and thank you for supporting this daily Nintendo content. All right, Micah, let's jump into this. I, I don't really have much else to say besides uh, that, and happy Plocktober. Make sure you pick up some Plocktober merch. Links are in the description of every episode for the month of October, I guess, or for this week at least. Um, we are going to be talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, not the base game, but the DLC. So let me give the whole title here. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shell Shock. Micah, have you, have you played this? The DLC? Or yeah. the base game? The DLC. I have not. Okay, we didn't get a chance to play this when we were visiting in person. We should have, now that I think about it, uh, because this game's awesome, and you and I played through the base game together. Yeah, well... I played through the last, like, eight levels or something with you. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like it was the whole game, but I did that with a variety of people, <laughs> kind of mixed together. Yeah, I, just, I just hopped in right for the difficult part. Well, I'm here to say that the DLC is pretty dang awesome and fun. I like it a lot. Uh, so here on Nintendo Pals, when we do reviews of games, we like to focus on several different categories. Those are gameplay, graphics music and story so i don't know which of these which of these are you curious to hear more about micah because you're going to be asking the questions i guess i'm curious to hear more about the story the story is pretty straightforward for the dlc uh there is a new mode that is called oh gosh i'm blanking on the name um but it is it it is the like story mode for for the new stuff and in it i'm doing such a bad job not knowing it off the top of my head i'm i'm like literally opening the game here on the side so i can see what the mode is called is it called dimension shell shock it's called survival mode oh, actually very different. yeah so in survival mode you start with a little cut scene 
that plays, uh, and the race of interdimensional travelers. Gosh, what are their names? I don't remember anybody's names. I, I'm, like, really blanking on it here. You start, it's basically, like, immediately after the post-game. Are they called like, the neutrinos? Yes, thank you. The neutrinos show up, and they go, oh, no, what is going just on? suggestion by Third Strongest Mole, by the way. Definitely oh, not. thank you. Thank you, Third Strongest Mole, for being <laughs> there in chat. Oh, man, we're having paradox problems. Evil Shredders grabbed all our paradox crystals. And so... A classic problem. Yeah, so then you and all of your party members, including a new... Uh, a couple new characters. Those characters are Bunny Rabbit and Girl Shredder. <laughs> Man, I'm so bad with names. I'm I'm like pulling it up here. Uh, are those their actual names? No, that is not their actual names. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, they got a little lazy with their. Names. They really did. They really did. They were like, it's Karai and Usagi. I knew it. I, I I knew it'd come to me, not from just looking at it on on my Switch, but uh, so you have those options as well as all the characters from the base game, and now the option to change their color palettes, which is probably like one of my favorite features. And that those characters and that color palette switching carry over to the base game as well. Nice. And the colors you can unlock more colors as you play. Uh, for example, I have unlocked a couple different forms for Donatello, including a, like, white comic book Donatello, this, like, Game Boy aesthetic Donatello. Actually, that's, that's the NES one. There's a Game Boy one where you're just green <laughs> with no color. It's just, just green color. Like, have you unlocked lots of cool things from Michelangelo? The best turtle? No, I only play as Donatello. So, and and you want to stick with one character because you level up as you play. So, I guess this, that's it for story. That that's that's it. There's not. It's it's very light on story. The gameplay is a good transition into talking about the gameplay. The gameplay is you play waves of enemies, and these are single screen. Uh you are teleported in through a portal and then something will happen. And that could be like waves of ninjas, foot, foot ninjas coming in that you have to fight. Um, it could be a boss. It could be a double boss. Cause you know, in the base game they had, they had both boss battles and then times where it would be two of them on screen at once. And it's random. It's randomized, so you could get two boss combinations that you didn't have in the base game. Uh, sometimes the foot ninjas are all, like, basic ones. Sometimes there's a variety. So you basically just play a little mini level. Like, you know how in the base game you're, like, walking to different areas and then the screen will lock for a bit and you'll yeah, fight. Yeah, you beat them up. Yeah, so it's, move on. it's that those little locked moments but just random and they take place in random map locations uh you have different worlds that are that you're teleporting between 
uh, including a comic book world. There's a like ancient Japan. Um, there's like even like a dystopian future and sci-fi city. There's there's a bunch of a bunch of different ones, and they all have like characters doing things in the background. So there's like lots of little nods to the TV shows and comics that fans of the series are gonna really like. Uh, each so each world you are trying to collect shards of a crystal to move to the next world so you'll play these little one box things and then two portals will appear and they will give you options you could get a power up or um crystals crystal shards or both of them will be crystal shards or both of them will be power ups it's random and you have to collect I think it's like 40 for the first one, 50 for the next one, 60. And each world that you progress up to is more difficult than the, than the previous. Um, in addition to that, you level up your character by collecting those crystal shards. And that gives you more permanent unlocks and power-ups, including like extra lives. Uh, and then eventually... I'm very glad that this is unlockable. Eventually, the ability to start at later worlds. Because it is very hard to do on a single run to get from world one to world six, I believe, is the last one. So so have you beaten it yet? It culminates in a fight with Shredder. Super Shredder. That is very difficult, and I have not beat it yet. Nice. So I need to get into it. Like, I need to have things line up so that I get good power-ups right before fighting him. One of the cool power-ups... You just get good. One of the cool power-ups that you can get is you transform into one of the bosses. Interesting. Yeah, so I... As far as I've unlocked, I believe it's only Bebop and Rocksteady that you can unlock. But it's pretty fun to play as them. Oh, no, no, I, I have played as Shredder as well so you could theoretically fight shredder as shredder yeah that would be pretty cool uh it's it and they're pretty buffed but they also are easy to hit and they give you a little temporary life bar and when that temporary life bar goes down it's it's very small uh then you transform back into your player character that's the gameplay in a nutshell pretty fun i like it it's kind of a Wave battle rogue light sorts. I don't know if that's a really good way to describe it, but that's that's how I described it. So there, there's that. The music. I mean, who's never played it? That's probably a good way to describe it. <laughs> the music, as always, for the base game and for the DLC, is fantastic. I think it fits very well, and there's not like a ton of new music added here but enough that it that it feels good to listen to (laughs) and doesn't feel repetitive and then lastly we have the art style now the art style changes for like the background based off of which world you're in right there's like a full like comic book world where it's just literally comic book panels and i think it's visually very pleasing to look at uh the enemies don't 
really change that much. I, in fact, I don't think they change at all, depending on which spot you go to, which I think is a little bit of a bummer. This feels very similar to Turtles in Time, in that you're like going from time period to time period or like location to location. But in Turtles in Time, the enemies change and are different in each of those yeah, worlds. But are, I mean, maybe these enemies are also getting teleported to random places as well. Yeah. So it yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it makes sense. But in Turtles in Time, that was happening as well. But you could like see, okay, the Foot Ninja in prehistoric time, they're riding dinosaurs instead oh, of riding cars uh, and motorcycles. Or in the future world, they're riding these like flying plane craft things, future sci-fi jetpack. Things like that that could they they could have done more, but this feels it it feels very much like this is an extra mode. This isn't like additional main game, but an extra mode that is very fun to play. That's about all I've got to say on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shell Shock DLC. It's good. I liked it a lot. It was a really fun game to pick up. I picked it up before I took the trip out to visit with uh, family and friends last week. I I played it a lot with my little brothers, and we just had a good time. So I guess the last question is, what would you give it out of 10? I This is our first time ra- rating a DLC on, on the show. And I don't know how I want to go about it because I had a blast with it. But, I mean, it's not it, – it's it's a new mode and some new characters, but it's not, like, sub- super substantial, you know? Yeah. So it's like, what am I even comparing to right now? Am I just rating the DLC as is? I – I'm inclined to go, like, I want to go 8, but I'm inclined to, like, maybe go down to, like, 7-ish. Hmm. So you think it's kind of garbage? No. 7 is perfectly passable. Hmm. So you think it's perfectly, barely passable. And good. I think it's good. That's why I want to say, like, an 8. But I don't know if that's really how we want to do our scoring <laughs> for DLCs. How would I score the base game? I'd say the base game is like a a 9 or a 10. You know, it's like, it was was a really good Ninja Turtles game. And the DLC is really good addition to that, but it's it's not as big, obviously. It's it's smaller. It's also less expensive, I assume, right? Yeah, I don't know what the price of it is currently. Um, Look it up. Shredder's Revenge DLC. That, that could factor into how I score it, I think. $8. It's $8. That sounds real cheap. Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8. $8. 8 out of 10. It was great. <laughs> so if it was $10, it would be a 10 out of 10? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it just makes sense. Now, I think I think any more in this would have been like a little overpriced. Like fifteen would have been pushing it. Yeah. 
for what for what you get you know yeah and there's just something fun and nostalgic about playing uh has <laughs> playing as like the comic book versions of the characters and the like game boy versions of the characters it's just fun it's cool but that's our review that's that's it Nintendo Pals review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shell Shock. Let us know what you think. Have you picked it up? Have you tried it? Let us know in the comments sections, wherever you're listening. And um, Micah, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Micah Prank. And you can find me gallivanting around on YouTube and Twitch at Andros1. You can also follow the show. And if you want to support the show, in more than just listens, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pals, where for as little as a dollar, you can become a supporter of the fantastic stuff we do here and the chaos and crazy that is the Nintendo Pals podcast. By doing that, you get a shout out in our Patreon PokeRap, which we end every episode with, and we will end the episode with right now. Actually, uh, <clears throat> I need to unmute it first. Okay, we will end it with right now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. And shout out our pals over on Patreon. LPD Razor, Retro Logic Day, Tim the Nintendo Dash Limp, Tour Spider Chance, Solo Something, Mute Dog the Game, Little Miss Seven and Monkey Thunder. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, Patreon. Kid, Fiesta, Third Strong Soul, Fedorable Will, All Ancestors, Cosmic, Purple Viola, That Fast John, and Mother Plays too. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, yeah. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, yeah. Gotta catch em all, Patreon. Let's get 150 or more, yeah, please. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you next episode. Bye-bye.